All right, good afternoon, everybody. I actually had a really interesting question that came to me about nine days ago from one of my students, and it had to deal with, you know, I kind of asked a general question. What would be a topic you would be interested in hearing about? And I had a student ask me how uh, Africa became such a poor continent and how Europe became so nice and everything because it's not fair. And then I think the, what's going to happen here is this is actually going to enrage my student a little bit more as to why Africa is left behind. But I thought it would be interesting to just kind of address this one uh, for my students because, well, one, for those of you who don't know me, I lived in Africa for six months. I got to experience the culture there and really be a part of all this and be a part of, you know, what the struggle really looks like. But two, because I teach history, I've seen it from the other side and how it looks for why Africa ended up the way Africa did. So to begin all this, we've got to go way back. We've got to go back about 600, maybe even 700 years. And there has to be this general understanding that Africa is actually has all the potential and all of the power in the world, if they could kind of get their own house in order, to be the most powerful place in the world. The reason I say that is, that is Africa has things that nobody else in the world has. Africa has oil. Africa has gold. Africa has diamonds. Africa has every single natural resource that you could imagine uh, you need to start a society. Africa has that to really build it and push it together. So if Africa could figure out how to figure itself out, Africa wouldn't need the rest of us. It's become such an interesting discussion and point for the, for the world because Africa has all these things and that you have a country like Japan is the third probably most profitable country in the world, but why? Because they were able to expand. So let's go back again, like I said, all this time. Africa used to be where all the trading happened. You came into Africa to trade. <clears throat> At a certain point in time, Europeans decided that there was going to be money exchanges instead of just good exchanges. And that's where Africa starts to get left behind is because Africa stayed in tribal uh, blocks and tribal ways of doing things that they didn't have a ton of interest in industrialization. They didn't really feel, and maybe they didn't have the technology at the time, they didn't have somebody who took that next step. If you wait 100 years, Africa's right where Europe is. But instead, Europe, when they industrialized, said, let's just go into Africa and manipulate. So what white Europeans did in the, this is the age of imperialism, uh, 1800s, 1700s, in that age, was they decided, essentially, they needed an excuse as to why they were allowed to take over the rest of the world. And what they pointed to was their religion. So they believed that Christianity that is the route to heaven is by being a Christian. And because of that route, they held that route. So they needed to share it with the rest of the world. So when they went into a place like Africa, they claimed that it was literally the white man's burden to take over the rest uh, or to pro provide them with the safety. And in exchange, they should get all of your money and all of everything else. It wasn't a fair trade because the Africans didn't, did, didn't really want Christianity at the time. They had their own traditions and their own cultures and their own you know, whatever that they wanted, that they used 
in their own way to be successful. Now, also what happens in Africa that changes a lot of history throughout is that literally Europe went through with basically a marker and they drew lines on the map of Africa and said, this part's Europe or this part's France, this part's England, this part's Germany, this part is Italy, and this part is Spain. Portugal got a small, small sliver as well. And that was it. They're like, here you go. This is everything. This is this is all you've ever wanted. That's the way in which it was laid out. This is, you know, Africa is going to be split up amongst these European forces because they wanted to. And there were some nations that did a good job and handled Africa in a appropriate manner. And there were some nations that were just downright abusive. So Britain, when they went into places like Ghana and South Africa and Nigeria, when they went into these places, these places left a little bit better off when the British left. Now, they weren't perfect. There were problems. Some of the things that they did in, for Britain was they would basically find as many ways as possible to screw an African out of their money. So if you worked for $10 a week, which at the time was a normal wage, if you worked for $10 a week at whatever factory or whatever mine doing painful work, they're gonna charge you $20 for a uniform. So really you have to work two weeks just to get your uniform. Well, that's not any way in which you're gonna make any type of money in any situation at all. So they kind of screwed them over a little bit in that way. The French went in and they used their military and they were very like, hey, we're in charge. We're going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. When Germany was there, they also were a little bit more militaristic. The biggest kind of the worst one, in my opinion, of all this is a nation of Belgium and how they handled things. Because what Belgium did is it turned out that where Belgium broke up a lot of its stuff, there was a lot of different tribes in their regions in which they broke it up. And these tribes, it's not that they didn't get along, but they... They just kind of lived different from each other. They lived segregated from each other. They didn't need to be in each other's business all the time. They kind of, one did one thing, the other did the other. And so what Belgium did was, and this is big in Rwanda, where there are two big tribes there called the Hutus and the Tutsis. And what they did was, well, the Tutsis, technically speaking, looked more like the white man than the Hutus did. They were taller, they were thinner. They literally would measure your nose size to see who had thinner noses because that was more stereotypical white than the other one. And as they went through this entire process, they put the Tutsis in charge because they were more like them. Well, after being colonialized and maybe not treating the Hutus the greatest for 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it was, when the Belgians left, the Hutus took over. And the Belgians actually gave their blessing to the Hutus to be in charge. And all of this just led to racial tension amongst groups that are similar to each other and that literally lived together in peace before the Europeans came. When you create this much chaos in a vacuum, bigger things are going to happen. And that's, that became the problem with Africa. I say if Africa could figure itself out, it would have more money. It would be the continent that you want to go to. It would be what we all look up to be. But the Europeans came in and they caused so much division that they can't, as a, as a continent, they cannot get it together and actually focus on working together as an entire continent. And it sounds crazy that that is the reality, but that has become 
the reality for, you know, for the African nations. Now, Africa has been pushing since they started gaining independence in the 1960s. Uh, and as slowly all the different countries throughout Africa started pushing, they've been pushing to form what they want to call the United, United Africa or the African Union, the AU. And that AU, they really want to take all 66 nations that are within Africa and bring them together under basically one United States of Africa instead of United States of America and have all the countries work together to run the continent in a successful and powerful way. <clears throat> the problem with that is Northern Africa is very different than Southern Africa, which is very different than Eastern or Western. So they're still having this infighting within them. So to answer the question of why is Africa so poor, Africa is poor because Africa was manipulated by the Europeans for so many years under the colonialist era. And then even before then, when they were being uh, picked up as slaves in these, you know, from the Europeans again, and they were manipulated for such a long time to not trust anybody that they don't trust their neighbor now. So if you know, your neighbors of a different tribe, you think they're going to take you over and treat you the way the Europeans did. And it's become a very, it's just, it has become backwards and pushed all of Africa almost against each other in a way. But then when you're also extremely poor and you don't have a lot of money and then all of a sudden you get a lot of money, well, <clears throat> that's a huge problem. Because when you have never had money and then you get money, you become corrupt very easily. And Africa has been literal, excuse me, littered with corrupt politicians and corrupt leaders that have only looked out for their self-interest instead of the best of the people. The United States, when we became a country, was very unique that the person who became the first president was already one of the richest people in the country. And because he was rich, he had no, there was no way that you could corrupt him. In Africa, when everybody's poor, it's very easy to corrupt someone. And the corruption and the pushing away of ideas and principles has hurt Africa immensely. I used to make a prediction uh, all the time that I said, basically, look at Africa in this light. Africa became free in what we'll call it in general, the 1970s. The United States became free in 1776. Okay, it took the United States 120 to 150 years to become one of the powers of the world. Africa has only been free for 50 years. When America was 50 years old, it was on the brink of civil war. It was on the brink of economic downturn. It was on the brink of, you name the problem they had. Sounds like Africa today. Constantly on the brink of civil war. Constantly on the brink of economic downturn. Constantly having all types of different problems. All right. As this goes forward, Africa will work itself out. And my prediction has always been, probably not in my lifetime, but in my child's lifetime, Africa will be one of the powers of the world. 
because at some point those resources are going to come to them. So while it's a rough go right now for the people of Africa, if you look at how cycles work within history, Africa is the new power coming up. If they can get the right people in place, they will make Europe look bad. Now, the second part of the question was, how come Europe is so nice? Europe is nice because it manipulated the rest of the world. Europe is old money. Africa will be new money. I hope that answered some of the questions. Just a little dig in deep for you guys. Um, I'm going to ask a question on the Google Classroom for this podcast. So I want everybody to listen to this and give me a question. So have a good rest of your day. I will talk to everybody soon. Bye.